0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, church, uh, it's good to see you this morning. Um, I have I have questions for you before we even start. Okay. Are we here this morning discouraged by what we don't have, or are we rejoicing by what has been given? Okay, okay, good, because if you answered the other way, I'm just going to put this down, take the mic off and go home, and you guys sit here and figure it out, okay? Oh, man, let's rejoice for what has been given, right? there's. I walked outside today, and it was cold, it was wet, and I was not happy about it. But there's breath in my lungs. I'll rejoice on what was given. I was sitting there. At a, we, we have these rare mornings. Parents, you'll understand this. When you, you have all these kids and you have chaos, there are mornings where you get done with everything that normally takes you like what seems like six hours and like 30 minutes. When you're just sitting there with all this time and you're like, what, what do I do with this? No, just sit down and relax. What is that? I don't know how to do that. So, it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> People without kids do this all the time. Do you know that? Um, but so in that little girl, she was born um, when, in, in our busiest season. Uh, we've never as a family been busier and we'll just continue to be busy. Um, and so as far as quiet times where I just get to sit and hold my little girl, uh, they're, they're, they don't exist. Um, unless it's in the middle of the night when you really aren't excited for them to exist. Um, but as far as kids not bug, bugging me, we're just sitting on this couch this morning. We've got worship music on, playing on the TV, and we're just sitting there, and I'm looking at this little girl and answered a prayer. You can ask my sister. I've always wanted a little girl since I was uh, very little. It's just I've always wanted to be a daddy to a little girl and just sitting there holding this little girl, this dream come true, listening to my God and the faithfulness of Him, and it's just like, man, He's good. Like, there's, there are horrible days And there are really, really good days, but in all of it, He is still good, right? Oh my goodness. So I hope that you've come rejoicing because we are a people that have much to rejoice for. Revelation 22, it's going to be on the screen, but it's just been on my heart since we talked about it last week. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, brightest crystals flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kind of fruits yielding its fruit each month. The leaves were for the healing of the nations. Amen. Amen. And let us be this tree. We talked about it last week. Let us be this tree rooted in the river of life this morning. Amen. Not people chasing the fruit. The Lord brought that revelation last week. We cannot be those that chase after miracles, hoping to see miracles and maybe we'll find Jesus along the way. We examined it last week. Peter, in his focus on Jesus and all that has been done, Jay even mentioned it in the, in the, during the worship set, his shadow brought healing to those that it touched. But not because he went out that day excited to perform miracles. but Because the, the man, the God that had captured his heart, it said he will do this and then he did exactly that and he won Peter's heart and in that we see the fruit. So we are not a people here to chase fruit. We're not going to chase miracles. We're not going to chase life change. And we cannot chase the ministry of reconciliation that has been given to us. We can only pursue He who authors such things. Jeremiah 29.13 You will seek Me and find Me when you search for Me with all your heart. In Him we find miracles. In Him we find life change. In Him we find the ministry of reconciliation. God making His appeal through us. Amen. Amen. So you just answer these questions with a little hand raise. But who desires to see miracles? Who desires to see life change? Who desires to see this city look like heaven more than anything else? Yes. And then the Lord hit me with this again, just another layer to it. But who desires to meet with God and to encounter His heart more? Yeah. Because in Him those things are found and without Him those things don't exist. I would much rather have the heart. It's it's going back, do you give a man a fish who's hungry or do you give him a fishing pole and teach him how to fish? Right. I don't want the one miracle. I want the one who authors the miracles. And when that is our focus and that is the desire of our heart, remember last week the song that we sang, when we can say, and the Lord has spoken this with such clarity, when we say, and it is true of our hearts, it's echoed every day as we take breath, we find in our hearts written, Holy Spirit, you're all I want. God, you are all I want. I don't want what comes with you. I just want you. I just want you. When that is is true, we will see miracles. We will see life change and we will see a transformed city. Amen? Amen. To say, you're all I want, there has to be some things present first. We have to be a hopeful people. Amen? Amen? We have to be a joyful people. And we have to be a kind people. And this morning, we will leave beingness in fullness as it has been promised. Uh, If we receive what God has for us this morning, uh, we will leave in a profound way. And I'm so excited for the manner in which we'll leave. Now, we're not going to leave. There's not, you're not, I mean, maybe we'll hear audible trumpets. I don't know. But we're going to leave, and there's going to be victory. And the city's going, in the kingdom of heaven, there will be an army that marches upon the city as we leave this morning. Because there is a single brick. And this is the Lord uh, showing me this. You know this about me. The Lord shows me. He speaks to me. He doesn't speak to me with words. As I'm talking to you right now, He speaks to me with images. He shows me images of the things that I see. And it's been so profound for me to learn how He does that. But what He showed me was there's this glorious path, beautiful path, golden and paved. And only victory on it in the kingdom of heaven is established with it with each and every step that we take on it. But what lies in the middle of the road is one brick that does not belong. And we can see it, and the Lord has spoken this morning, there is this brick that I will remove today that your path would be clear. That you could go in fullness, and everything that I've spoken over this place could go in absolute fullness, and be authored, and be spoken, and be done in absolute fullness. There would be nothing to stumble you and your feet any longer. Because if you'll remember, He has done a corrective thing in us, For a long time, but over the last few weeks, He has really been solidifying in us what needs to be solidified that we could carry the vision that He has spoken over us. Amen? And so there's a brick in the way that He's going to remove this morning. But in order for it to be removed from us, the body, we must first let Him remove it from us individually. Amen? Anything we desire to see in the corporate body must first happen where? must happen in you. You cannot just say, yes, I receive it for this group. But no, I, you must receive it for yourself because you are no good. I'm trying to be kind, but just listen. You're no good to us if you refuse to receive what you hope that we would receive. That doesn't make any sense. It's like being on fire and then trying to put somebody else out. Put yourself out first. Right? So receive it for yourself first, Okay. That's where we're going. So again, I'll ask you this morning. We've done this several times, and I'm just going to ask you to stand because I make you uncomfortable, and it's what I do for a living. You pay me to do it. It's your own fault. Okay? Get up, James. Yeah, I know. Poor James. So tired. All right. Hands open. Eyes to heaven. The Lord just very clearly showed this moment, and he is, he is very diligent about these moments. We've had them each and every week, but he will not let us move on. And I would be a poor, poor pastor if I would ignore these moments that the Lord has so specifically ordained that we could not leave until our hearts are fixed in the right place for what comes next because God desires for you to receive it because he's a good God and he has no desire for you to go the rest of your days not having dealt with this when you can deal with it right now. So just fix your heart in this moment on, on his... Lord, we pray for overwhelming and undeniable encounter this morning. God, we say yes to you. We don't say yes to me. We don't say yes to who's speaking, Father God. We say yes to King Jesus. Quicken in us the truth that you have for us this morning. We want to hear your voice, no one else's. God, I pray that even as I speak the words that you have given me to speak, that each person in this room would hear you in their own way. They would hear the words... As they hear from you as I see visions, Father God, they would see what you how you speak to them in these moments. that it would be not Parker preaching, but that they would hear from you directly, that they wouldn't even hear my voice. They would only hear yours in this time. Father God, we are ready to receive. We permit your truth, entry into our lives. We choose it, and we want you and only you, God. Amen. Amen, amen. You can sit down now. Unless you just want to stand up, then you can stand up. So today, what is this brick in the road? I'm going to ask you this several times. It's not a carrot dangling in front of you, but there's just things we have to talk about before we get to it. But that is the question that God seeks to remove from our stories, and it is a simple correction. But first, is God good? Hey, hey, there it is. We used to say that all the time. God's good. All the time. All the time. God's good. That's what we did. Even the Methodists. right, We did it too. Um, Has He been good to you? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's so good. How can you know the goodness of God if He's not been good to you first? Isn't that the good thing about the goodness of God? Where in history, just look at other gods. I mean, they're not real, so that's part of their issue. Um, But... They always require something if you want anything from them. And while we were still sinners, Christ died. While we were still sinners, while we were still separated, He was sent and died for us, obedient to the point of death, and conquered the grave, that we could then choose Him or not choose Him. Does His goodness follow you? Does it pursue you? Yes and amen. I'm going to read these. No, I'm not going to read these. That's that's in a second. So we should be a people of hope, yes? yes. Romans 15, 13 says, I love this Scripture. It's been on my heart since we read it here in church just a couple of weeks ago. But may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. You may overflow in hope. So what is present when hope is present? Joy and peace. Right? We see this in this scripture. What is present when there is, when there is hope, there is also joy and there is also peace. And how is peace? How is peace accessed? How is peace unlocked? We had, um, r- remind me her name, uh, the Wilkes daughter. Raylene, Raylene right? Raylene. Rayleigh, Rayleigh. I always forget it. All right? Rayleigh came one Sunday. Just came one Sunday, shared some testimony and never shared anything again on this stage in my seven years here. She came and she shared one thing, and she shared this scripture of Philippians 4. We'll start in verse 6. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication through thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And what she shared was that the the key to unlocking the peace that surpasses understanding is thankfulness. She said, I can't have that peace if I'm not found to be thankful first. The peace is there and the peace has been given. But you cannot access it. I can't get into the car unless I have the keys to unlock it. And the peace is there and it's this vessel that we get to exist within. That We get to have an overwhelming, uncomprehendable amount all the time. But thankfulness has to be there first. So thanksgiving is the key to peace. So we know if a people of hope exists, so do a people of joy so do a people of peace, and so do a people of thanksgiving. Amen? And look at what else. Now it's time for these Scriptures. I'm going to read a lot here. There's Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen. 17. Lord God, it is You who have made the heavens and the earth by Your great power and by Your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for You. Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever You had formed the earth... And the world from everlasting to everlasting you are God. John 3.16 For God so loved the world He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Romans 8.37-39 through 39, No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jeremiah 10.10 10, But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At His wrath, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure His indignation. James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow due to change. Philippians 1.6 And I am sure of this, that He who began a good work, and you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And Lamentations through You won't hear me say that book very often, so pay attention. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. Do you believe these Scriptures to be true? We just read off a lot about God and a lot about our place in Him. Do you receive them as truth over your life? Now again, back to the brick in the road. We have adopted a mentality that is not for us. Remember, we are in the world and not of it. And so there are things that we highlighted, there are things that we have seen that the Lord has really been doing, especially over the last two years. It's just been hyper-focused over the last two years, it seems, where He has been restoring His church to be in the world and not of it again. Because there are a lot of churches that look just like the world. They shake like the world, they operate in turmoil like the world, they operate in fear like the world. And you wonder why people don't want to turn to things that are shaking just as much as they're shaking. And the Lord has been ensuring that in all of this and in this season, before we can go out and do all that He's called us to do in fullness and establish the kingdom of heaven, that this city would look more like the kingdom than it does anything else on this earth. Before we can do these things, these corrections had to be made. But what we've done is we've adopted a mentality because the world does this, and I've heard this so often over the last few years. The world says something positive and it follows with a negative. Have you noticed that? I just got a new job, but my car broke down. Right? I, uh, I just finished radiation, I'm cancer free. But I had to take the bus home. It's like... What? That but? It's a positive but negative. So what do you what do you think in their story is reigning in charge and over them? It's the negative, right? The but gives it power. Every, Watch out. Single T. All right, single T. Talking about something different. And when we come here to this place and to this point, when we say these things and then we add but. we are are announcing to the world around us what has authority over my days. The negative. And so how have we done this? How have we adopted this? How have we added this to our walk with God? Well, you just told me that you believe that God is good. But what I hear so often is God is good, but... God is good, but I believe that He can heal me, but I believe that He will provide, but. You can't say the first part and then follow it with a but. God does not exist as an afterthought. And God does not answer to anything in your story, especially the circumstances of your story. God is either good or He's not. Amen? That's it. It's, it's that simple. And that's the word and that's the brick that's laying in the road is that word, but. And we've talked about this several times. We've talked about this over and over and over again. We are way too quick to forget the goodness of God. There, it is so easy, and it would have been so easy for me this morning to add something to that free time I had to, so that I wouldn't have to do it later. Well, I've got this time now, so I'm going to do this. And I'd just leave that little girl laying in a, in a seat, being rocked by a machine. While I went about and did something else that was really, it didn't matter. And I would miss the goodness of God. We're so quick to forget the goodness of God. The dream that's coming true, she's just lying in a seat right next to me and I'm too busy to take care of her, hold on to her, because i got stuff to do. We'll see the goodness of God. We'll see miracles. We'll see people healed right before our eyes, but it no, can't be me. I'm too difficult. I'm stumping him. I'm, I'm the difficulty that God can't overcome. Like, what? But, and we do it with silly stuff. I used to do it with the silliest of stuff. Like the worst stuff. I, I could walk outside and have a flat tire and be like... He cannot provide for this. Like, there's a spare tire under your truck. No, I'm doomed. My life is over. And someone could ask me in those moments, do you believe God is good? Yeah, but I have a flat tire. As though that is reflective of His goodness. Is He outside your circumstances or is He dictated by your circumstances? That was a question. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Is he outside your circumstances or is he dictated and governed by your circumstances? That word, but, is the brick in the road and it must be removed because there is nothing that comes after the goodness of God because the goodness of God is everlasting and eternal. It is the beginning and it is the end. What comes after the end, there is nothing. It cannot come after the end. And the goodness of God has not stopped Tell me, did you wake up today and find the end of the goodness of God for you in your life? Did God all of a sudden, and this is the greatest debate that we have in the church right now, is that the, at the end of the book of Acts, God stopped. So many people do refuse the Holy Spirit. It's Father, Son, and Holy Word of God. There is no such thing as Holy Spirit in their mind because God finished His work in Acts. What a hopeless place to live. What a hopeless existence to have that God's work stopped thousands of years ago and there's nothing new for me. His goodness ended when the book ended. No, the book ended because they couldn't keep up. It's the book of Acts. It's a book. It's a literal book of testimony. And you are a part of that. You are a chapter within it. And it can't keep up with that over thousands of years and millions and millions and millions of people that have encountered the Holy Spirit and allowed Him to work in their life. We don't have, I can't, we couldn't fit it in this room, that book. That's why it stopped. God's goodness didn't. It? And this mentality, this, this is not found in someone that claims victory over their story. This is found with someone that is still choosing to put the chains around their wrist. Because nothing comes after the goodness of God. And if He will heal you, He will heal you. Period. If He will bring restoration, He will bring restoration. Period. And nothing can argue with it. What is done is done. That's why it's so important for us, and there are so many of us that have had this conversation in our own minds where we've questioned our own salvation. Because of a circumstance. Can I be saved? What, what has Randy taught us and what, what have we continued to emphasize is remembering these moments where God has done profound things. I, have, I, have, I, I uh, have studied pastors and just followed their stories and the things that God has done in their lives. And I, I know of some that keep it written down what God does and they read it all the time. The things that he's already done, the things that he said he will do over their story. They read it all the time that they would not be quick to forget all that He said He's going to do over them, that they would not find themselves in these moments where something difficult comes and now God has changed and He is subject to the difficulty of the circumstance. And we do that with our salvation. If we do that with our salvation, what hope is there for anything else? But what do we do? What have we been taught? Remember this moment that God has done it. I, I had when in our, my office last week where it was just write this moment down right now. At this time, on this day, in this place, God did this. Period. Right? We've talked about this in here as well. If we're sitting here waiting on some emotional reaction, the earth to shake, the roof to split open, for me to believe that God has done what He said He will do in me, you will always be waiting. But is God Good. All the time, God is good. And there cannot be any but that comes after that. And this time, we say bye to this negative thought. I, this has been overwhelming for me this week. I'll be really honest. This is, I don't know if you stepped outside at all this week, but this was probably the best weather in West Texas I've ever experienced in seven years. Like we have days like this, but to have seven of them in a row, like we get like seven a year. To where it's like, it feels nice. The wind didn't knock me out. I didn't dig anything out of my eyes this week. It was awesome. Put my contacts in. There wasn't dirt from yesterday still in them. It was an amazing week. And I had so, so, it seemed like every day there was just something negative waiting for me. And it wasn't that the cir- circumstances can be negative. We have had hard circumstances in people's lives this week. That doesn't, every circumstance is not going to be positive. That's ridiculous to think that. But the trend has been this word. Yeah, God is good, but. Yeah, I believe that he can restore me, but. All week. Oh my gosh, it's been so exhausting. Exhausting. It's like we, we, can't, we are not a people of hope if that but exists in us. If God is good but you're not hopeful and there will not be joy found in you. There will not be peace found in you and there will definitely not be thanksgiving found in you because you have found the next thing to be in turmoil over. And how can we establish the kingdom of heaven on earth like it has never been seen in our time? If we are a people that are followed, the statement of God is good, but negative. And that negative dictates my story. How can we do anything that He has asked us to do? Do you see why this brick in the road is so necessary to be removed? Because you cannot do. We cannot operate in the fullness of obedience that God has called us to. We cannot see the vision come to fruition that God has promised will come. If we say yes and receive what He has, we will not see it if that bricks remains in the road. And so this morning, I would just like for us to deal with this personally because you can't... We will not see this in the church until you deal with it in your own story. And everyone in here that's hearing it has a piece of it to deal with in their own story. Period. If you say no, let's come talk. I'll prove you wrong in probably 30 seconds, and I really don't know that much about you, but it won't take long. I have seen it everywhere and in everything. And tell me, does that world need another negative just standing right next to it? We are in the world, not of it. So we are not meant to look just like they look. We must look different. There must be a difference. And so if they say a positive and it follows with a negative and come in with the greatest positive that there is, that God is good. There is nothing greater than that because the promise of Christ is found in that. The forgiveness of my sins is found in that. The restoration of my life and my family and the establishment of the kingdom of heaven throughout generations that will come from my family that are yet to be are found in those three words. God is good. The hope of my story is found in those three words. Because if he isn't, I'm not standing here today. You're not standing here. You are walking and worshiping a God that does not exist. And has been lied about for too long. If God is good, but. And if that's the reality of this God we serve, we're in trouble. If he's dictated by the negatives that surround us. And there are plenty of negatives that surround us. Plenty. Plenty. There are difficulties that surround us, but God is good. I've got difficult days ahead, but God is good. You know, we sang that last song, You Are Good. It's so funny how this happens, but Kai, um, he doesn't know it yet, but he's just like his dad. With The Lord speaks to him through music. He gives us the words to say through the songs that we know. And I don't know how he knows this song. Not a clue. And it took me, it started Monday or Tuesday morning when I was taking him to school. He wanted to sing, how did he say it? The the Sal's because you are good. It's like, Sal because you are good? What is a Sal because you are good? I had to call his mom. It's like, what is Sal's because you are good? It's like, Kai, slow down. What are you asking for? Sal's because you're good. I don't know. And then he started singing it in the back seat. It's like, oh, I know that rhythm. And so we started listening to this song by Bethel, You Are Good. It's the song that we just played. And we listened to that song probably 100 times this week. It was all he wanted to hear. He woke up, I want to hear this song. On the way to school, he wanted to hear this song. We were, Danny and I went to help uh, a lady in, in Odessa this week. I, I eventually just had to give him my phone. And let him listen to it in the back seat. He probably listened to it 20 times in the back seat. And he's just like, I mean, he's in it. He's not falling asleep. Like he is engaged with the song and the truth in this song. And I'm just sitting there. And it really caught my attention on Thursday. It's like, why is, or Friday, why is my kid not able to shake this? And I sat down with the Lord Friday. And I, I just allowed him to show me the rest of this. Because I was seeing the negativity and I was seeing the hopelessness. Like, why is this still here? And he showed me this vision of a brick in the road, but I didn't know what the brick was. And then Friday he showed it as I was listening to my three-year-old praise Jesus in the backseat. And then guess what he didn't ask for Saturday? He did not ask to hear that song. He's not asked for it since. The Lord had him engaged and so captivated by it until his daddy heard what he needed to hear. Because we needed to hear it. A three-year-old just guided this church and did promise and Revelation. Because God is good. Can you tell me how he is not good when you hear that story? Out of the mouth of babes. And we're seeing it today. So yeah, we've got difficult days ahead. We have, we have so many people that are in hard, hard, hard places and have hard places yet to come. But God is good. And I'm telling you, people will flee to a group of people that stand in that. That, yeah, there's negative stuff, but God, but Christ. Because the negative was always followed while we were still sinners, yet Christ died. Negative story followed with this positive beyond understanding ending. So God is good. And so I'm also very encouraged by this church because the Lord, there's not multiple things that need to be removed from our path. There's just this one that we could fully be the, the Romans 15, that our God of hope, we would be making the appeal of the God of hope to the world around us as we are given this ministry of reconciliation, but that there would be joy overflowing in this place and in this people. That there would be peace without measure and without comprehension, without understanding with us in this house and the people that live in it and fill it. That there would be thanksgiving beyond measure. Even in difficulties and in hard, hard times, there would be thanksgiving. You know, that's one of the things that when people can't see through the the difficulties of their circumstances, I tell them to start praising God for the things that they should be thankful for, that they are thankful for. Even if it's as silly as I've got shoes and socks. I've been to a lot of places where that's a luxury item. And I've got a whole drawer full of socks. I throw them away, go get new ones. Just like that. And that, that simple exercise of just really starting to look at all that you have to be thankful for, you will get to these mountain of things that you're thankful for, like your kids, like your relationships, like your friends. <laughs> And then you realize very quickly where this circumstance falls in relation to who your God is. So we need to be a people of hope. And if we're a people of hope, then we're a people of joy and we're a people of peace and we're a people of thanksgiving. But we cannot be those that continue to adopt and adapt to the things of this world. And this world operates with positive but negative rains. The difficulties reign, the Hard circumstances reign, we cannot be that. Okay? We have to be a church. We have to be a people, a unique people. Because I can go not very far and be in a church that's just as negative. Unfortunately, it's the world we live in. We have to be a people that, though there are difficult circumstances ahead, and we we may find ourselves in them right now, but God is good. And when we are a people that believe that, you better watch the change that takes place around you as the people will come running because you are grounded and you are not shaking as their world is shaking. And they'll see a church that they've seen. So many people have grown up near a church, but they will see a church that reflects the words written on these pages. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.